Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today, Wendy and I are talking about colonial cities. There are, of course, many colonial cities which were built by European powers on other continents, and we've obviously seen many of them in Spanish America and even in Africa and Asia as well. Uh, but we were particularly interested to see colonial cities in the Brazilian context because the colonizer is Portugal and that's where we live, and also because as we talked about last time, we were a little bit disappointed with Brasilia and we were looking to get back to something that we thought was the real Brazil. Yeah, or at least something closer to our idea of what Brazil is like. And so we traveled to the northeast of Brazil, and in particular we visited three colonial towns, São Luís, Recife, and Olinda, and they're all quite different in their own way, even within that category of being a so-called colonial town or a colonial city. And so it would be interesting just to talk a little bit about each of them and compare them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so São Luís was the first one that we visited, and that one is the one that where you can see the mark of the Portuguese the strongest. Honestly, it, sometimes it felt like I was back in Lisbon. The architecture is so similar, all of the buildings are covered in azulejos, which are the famous tiles that you can see all over Portugal, and definitely Lisbon is a great example of that. And yeah, it was really very much like Lisbon. It was a bit more run down and, you know, kind of um, not kept up that well. A lot of the buildings were um, in poor repair and could definitely needed to be renovated. But to be honest, there are a lot of buildings like that in Lisbon, too, even now. Much more so the first time that I visited Lisbon 20 years ago. And there's been lots of renovation in the past few years, but you still see a lot of buildings that, um, you know, that are abandoned and haven't been maintained. And so that was definitely what San Luis reminded me of. Yeah, San Luis is not very well known, or I don't think it's that well visited, certainly by foreign tourists. Brazilian tourists do tend to go there a little bit more because it's close to a particular natural site that, that's very popular that they like to visit. But they tend to stay outside of the colonial center of San Luis, and they don't seem to think that much of it. But gosh, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like Portugal, as you said, it, it, but it also felt... Um, more like uh, a Caribbean city. I just loved walking around it. A lot of the colonial center is residential, so it's not these enormous palaces and churches, although there were were a couple of those, but there are several streets where you just walk down and there are just these uh, one or two-story houses, and they were just so charming, and the, the whole place was just so charming in this way that it was run down, like you said, but in a not in a way that made it ugly or that made it seem dangerous or anything like that, but just this kind of faded way um, that made you realize that the heyday of the city was probably a couple of hundred years ago and the world has kind of passed it by, but yet it just still retains all of this charm. So when you walk down these residential streets, you see uh, men playing board games on the side of the road. Um, the old men like to play checkers and the younger men like to play dominoes. And then you see these women just kind of chatting um, outside their door, outside their windows, and they just kind of while away their afternoon like that. And it's just really appealing to see it. It's just, 
there's, there just seems to be a bit of old world aspect to it. Um, and I think they probably thought it was strange that I was walking around taking photos and thinking that this was great, um, whereas just their daily life. But it was just, there was just something about it that in our modern world with all of our electronics and all this kind of stuff, it just um, had a great appeal for me. Yeah, there's definitely a slower pace of life there. And it is a place that I'd say was much more important, you know, in a different period in history, a few hundred years ago. Um, now it's become kind of a sleepy backwater that's kind of forgotten. So it is this really interesting contrast to see these formerly, you know, important buildings that have like I said, kind of fallen into disrepair, but I agree that that is really a big part of the charm of the place. And if everything was completely renovated and, you know, shiny and new, it wouldn't have the same appeal that it does now. Yeah, not at all. And who knows, maybe in 10 years, that's what it will be like. But yeah, you walk down these streets and you see a building and you think, oh, this could do with a new coat of paint or uh, there's a, you know, the a uh, wooden bar on the window is broken, maybe they should fix that. And then you think, no, it actually looks really nice the way it is. Um, just kind of uh, left to gently decay, uh, I think is a, a decent way to put it. Uh, and so we loved it. We were there for six days and we just kind of walked around and spoke to some people and, and just had a really nice time there. Yeah, we had a daily date with the sunset. Um, we had our favorite little bar right on the water and we would go there uh, every evening to have a drink and watch the sunset sometimes over the water and sometimes not because interestingly uh there are huge variations in the tides in san luis so the first day that we arrived um you could see that the tide was out uh and that there wasn't that much water in the bay but as we sat there and watched the sun go down the tide was coming in and so by the time it was time for the sunset the bay was filled up with water but every day that we went uh the tide went further and further out and so eventually there wasn't any water uh, which was an interesting aspect something that you don't see that often uh, but yeah, we really loved it. We loved yeah the slow pace of life and just uh, wandering around and soaking it up. Right. And so from San Luis, we traveled to Hasifi on another overnight bus. And Hasifi is a very large city with uh, this colonial center, um, which is actually on an island called Hasifi and Chigu. And that's where we stayed. And it was it was a different feel. You you had the idea that probably ten years ago, Hasifi and Chigo was really dangerous, and nobody went there at all. Um, but now there's a large police presence, which keeps the peace there, and they're renovating a lot of the old buildings. And so the kind of activity that's not really happening at all in San Luis is starting to happen in Hasifi and Chigo. That it's starting to get kind of gentrified and built up for tourism. Yeah, gentrified is a good word, I would say. And yeah, there was a lot of activity there, especially on Sunday. I would say that if you're going. Sunday is the best day to go because uh, they block off all of the streets to traffic so everything is pedestrianized and there's lots of musical groups, drumming bands and things that are performing around the city and the streets and lots of people around. Um, it seems to be becoming popular with Brazilian tourists. We still didn't see very many foreign tourists. I don't think the word has really gotten out yet that Hisifi and Chigo, the old town of Hisifi, has been refurbished and that it's a safe place and a fun place to go. I don't think um, 
foreign tourists really know too much about it, but uh, the domestic tourists are starting to catch on. Yeah, and the reason is that the third of our towns, which is Olinda, is actually now within the city boundaries of Hesifi, and it's actually only about seven kilometers from Hesifi and Chigu. And so basically all of the foreign tourists essentially go to Olinda because it's a quieter and more relaxed place to stay. It's this strange situation where it's this little village that's kind of within this larger city mm-hmm. um, but you certainly don't have the impression that you're inside a large city at all because it's sort of its own little place uh, within greater Hesifi, I guess and so we went there and spent a couple of nights there as well mm-hmm. and that was definitely the most touristed of the three we saw tour groups there that we hadn't seen before and just a lot more artisanal shops and mm-hmm. there were more bars and restaurants and things like that and what were your impressions of Olinda? It's a really beautiful place and um, a lovely, you know, quiet, peaceful place to hang out for a couple of days. Um, Coming off the back of, you know, our experiences in Hesifi and Chigo and even more so in San Luis, I felt it felt a little bit too touristy to me uh, because there were so many handicraft stores and posadas, you know, guest houses for people to stay in. Um, and if you're, if you want to buy arts and crafts and souvenirs, it's a great place to go. We're not really into buying souvenirs, so that didn't interest me and it just made it feel a little bit less authentic to me. Yeah, but certainly it's very beautiful. There's only, gosh, a couple of streets really that make it up, um, probably three or four streets. And, you know, it's very uniform in terms of the colonial architecture. For example, in Hasifi and Chigu, there are also some skyscrapers that are kind of in among the colonial buildings. But in Olinda, it's very uniform Mm -hmm. um, and it's just a a really nice place to wander for a couple of days. But it's not very large, so there's not a huge amount to do there. Um, But certainly we enjoyed that as well. Yeah, for sure. And we stayed in a lovely guest house. Um, and I think there are probably lots of great places to stay there. Whereas in Hesifi and Chigo, there really weren't. There were only three hostels, uh, as far as I know. That's what the owner of our hostel told us. And uh, whereas in Hesifi, uh, Olinda, you have a lot more options. And yeah, we enjoyed our time there. And actually, we enjoyed our time in all three places. They were all very different, but they each had something different to offer. Yeah, definitely. I would agree with that. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. English in 10 Minutes.